Most scholars are aware that the 144,000 in the book of Revelation are Jews marked with the seal of God. But our guests today say that there is a clue in the Bible found outside Revelation that makes who they are and what they do in our future far more important than most would have otherwise thought. Today's panel is about to shock the world. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Skywatch TV. I'm Joe Artis Horn. We begin today the final installation in what has been a fascinating series, to say the least. We're talking about a six-week series on the brand-new three-book anthology from Defender Publishing, The Mystery of Jesus from Genesis to Revelation. And again, I struggle to present all three of these at the same time so that the viewers at home can take a look at what these look like when you hold them, when you wield them. This series has been so much fun, so many revelations, so many reveals. It's just perpetual reveal after reveal. This anthology is also being described by those who have had a peek at the manuscript. We're talking the editors, the authors, the writers, those of us that have proofread copies as what is very likely my father, Dr. Thomas Horn's greatest bit of legacy work, his magnum opus. And of course, Tom, in your words, you feel like this might be the most important anthology that we've ever put out through Defender Publishing. There's no doubt it's the most important thing we've ever published. That's not hyperbole. That's not an overstatement. And I would even go so far as to say nothing else is even close. It's the most important thing. I want every person in the world to have this series of books. Mm -hmm. It is a celebration of Jesus from Genesis all the way through to the end of the book of Revelation. And of course, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy according to the Bible. So, you know, when we left off last week, Ali had made it a note, though, right. that when Antichrist arrives, he is very much going to try to mimic who this yeah. Jesus character was. He wants a series of books written about him, yeah. you know, from, <laughs> from this time to that. Because, you know, he's, he's the child of Satan. He's, well, he's not a creative. He's a counterfeit. Right. Um, he's a copycat, as Nita says. He's a plagiarist. And Ali was only uh, able to mention a couple of those. I want to mention several ways that people may not be aware of that Antichrist is going to try to mimic Jesus, sell himself as the second coming sure. of the Messiah. So first of all, there will be an unholy trinity. Just as we know God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit uh, forms the Godhead of one, in the great tribulation period, you will have this father figure, the devil, who gives birth to a son, the Antichrist, who is definitely not going to lay down his life. He's going to lay down everybody else's life mm-hmm. for his will. And then you have the false prophet who is the false Holy Spirit that causes the world to want to follow after him. Secondly, just as God, you mentioned a seal in the forehead, just as God places a seal on the foreheads of those who belong to him during the Great Tribulation period, Antichrist will also be placing a seal on the forehead of those who are following him during that time frame. Ali pointed this out last week as Jesus performed miracles, so Antichrist and the false prophet will also be performing miracles. As Jesus died and rose from the dead, Antichrist will suffer a deadly head wound and then will be raised from the dead. He will be healed. But here's a couple of probably most disturbing ones, is how in John 6.53, Jesus establishes the communion 
But he says, unless you partake of my flesh and blood, you will have no place with me in the kingdom of heaven. And so he says this metaphorically about the need to constantly remind ourselves of what he did and to partake in that communion. But I believe Antichrist thanks to Nita actually coming up with an original theory some years ago, is also going to have a black communion. What do I mean by that? Well, I often make a reference to this movie, I Am Legend, Mm -hmm. starring Will Smith. The whole film starts, there's a woman who is a geneticist. She's sitting Uh inside of a, like a CNN or whatever, and she's being interviewed, and she's announcing, we have found the cure to cancer. How did they find the cure to cancer? They created a chimeric vaccine that crosses over the human-animal barrier because animals are very resilient to cancer. So they create a vaccine, and it does work. Everybody's cured of cancer, all the world celebrates, and then the scene changes, and then the scene opens back up. It's sometime in the future. Basically, almost all life on earth has been decimated, has been destroyed. Why? Because uh, rabies, which is not natural for our species, for humans, is definitely present in the animal kingdom. And by crossing over this barrier that God in his wisdom had put into place, a human form of rabies develops and everybody becomes kind of vampire-like or whatever. Bottom line is, There's only one person on the whole world, this is the Will Smith character, I am legend, who is naturally immune to this contagion. And so he begins working to try to create a vaccine based on his blood through which the whole world can be inoculated. Okay, now fast forward into the Great Tribulation period. Nita and I both believe, based on her original theory, that it is more likely than not that the trigger event during the Great Tribulation period that brings the world to its knees is going to be a contagion that's going to make coronavirus look like a walk in the park. Yeah. Right. Literally a pandemic in which you've got millions of people dying by the hour and an international outcry goes up for somebody to come forward with a vaccine. And then all of a sudden, voila, right. a man comes forward. He is the yeah. Antichrist and he is the only human on earth whose blood is naturally immune might even be a concocted thing, a cocktail. But this man comes forward and they derive a vaccine from his blood through which the world is being inoculated. But he is antichrist, which means that by partaking of this vaccine, you are literally partaking of the flesh and the blood Mm -hmm. of the antichrist. Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you will have no part with me. Then there's one final one. And, And this is one I've never heard anybody ever mention. It's original in my mind to me. A lot of stuff is, right? But (laughs) as Jesus' resurrection was the first fruits, it says in the New Testament, of our future resurrection. As he rose from the dead, it says many of the saints throughout Jerusalem rose up out of the grave uh, with him. In that same way, Antichrist's reign also results in a resurrection of Nephilim and dark underworld entities Mm -hmm. and transgenic entities. Consider how the very first Antichrist, the very first Nephilim in the old world, talked about in Genesis 10.8, and it says this about the Nephilim Nimrod. It says, and Cush begat Nimrod, he began to be a mighty, this is the Hebrew word giborim, which is an offspring of the watchers. He began to be a mighty in the earth. There's three parts of this verse that are very important. First of all, note where the text says, he began to be. Right. This is the Hebrew word halal, which means to become profaned, 
genetically or even ritualistically. Something in him was changing his metabolism. Then the second thing that it says, it tells us exactly what he began to be, and that is a mighty, a gibberim, the offspring of the watchers. And then the third part of this text says it's changed to Nimrod came while he was on the earth. So I rewrote this verse and sent it to Michael Heiser. And I said, could I therefore accurately translate this verse in our language to say, and Nimrod began to change genetically, becoming a gibberim, the offspring of the watchers on earth. And he said, you absolutely could translate this text this way. So there was something very unusual going on with him. The other part of the whole argument here is what he did next. So in Genesis 10, he begins to become a gibberim. But then notice what happens in the very next chapter. He immediately rushes off to build the infamous Tower of Babel. How would he have known where to go to build a tower whose top would penetrate Shamayim, the throne room of God, the dwelling place of God, unless he had been transformed in a way that he became like an offspring of fallen watchers, angels. The bottom line is this, I know I got to hurry. Consequently, if the Antichrist is the resurrection of the supreme Nephilim known by various titles in antiquity, Nimrod, Osiris, or who Paul calls uh, Apollo, Not only will he be the exact opposite of Jesus, the Son of God, but a dark parallel of the resurrection of Jesus Christ in which the saints came up out of the grave with him and we will be transformed in those ways in the future. But the Antichrist has his own resurrection. It's a dark parody of Christ with these entities. And by the way, Isaiah wrote about this. Isaiah in chapters 13 and 14 said, the vision which Isaiah son of Amos saw against Babylon, lift up the standard on the mountain of the plain, exalt the voice to them, beckon with the hand. And now watch what he says. Open the gates, ye ruler. I give command and I bring them. Giants are coming to fulfill my wrath. For behold, the day of the Lord is coming, which cannot be escaped, the day of wrath and anger to make the world desolate. And Babylon shall be as when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. It shall never be inhabited, and monsters shall rest there. And devils, this is the Hebrew satire, Nana, shall roam in that area. So we can only speculate altogether if something more than is casually perceived is going on with Isaiah, but knowing what Antichrist is going to do to try to parallel everything Jesus ever did that's important, he's literally putting himself forward as the second coming of Jesus Christ. Some of this, when I first heard Nita actually mention this over a decade ago, this this whole scenario where the Antichrist emerges and his blood is the only one blended with animals that might be offered as an opportunity not to watch you and your loved ones die rapidly from some massive pandemic, it sounded believable. Fast forward a decade, (laughs) it sounds very likely. This is very much what maybe monkeypox could have something to do with or maybe something else they're planning. They want to offer the solution and get all of mankind to have to take a jab that they do not consent or do not wish to receive. But if you're watching your children, like with Ebola-esque symptoms, bleeding at the eyes, and you've got just hours to make that determination... A lot of Christians, I think, who would even think this could be the mark of the beast, they're going to do what they have to do to save their children to say because it's easy to sit at the comfort behind your Netflix and say, Well, what I would do. Right. Right. But when faced with the actual 
reality, that horrifying nightmare of watching your community fall and collapse yeah. and seeing those maybe take it and initially recover and thinking, Lord, Lord, I, I, I just hope I'm doing the right thing. Sure. It's very believable to me. And I don't think we're stepping into the realm of sci-fi or conspiracy no. right. to see this. We saw it, Joe, as you mentioned a moment ago in, the, in this most recent pandemic, how quickly, quickly governments of the world were happy and ready oh, to yeah. become totalitarianistic to right. mandate yeah. that you have to be vaccinated. Uh, otherwise, you're cut off. You can't buy. You can't sell. Sounds very yeah. prophetic, right. doesn't it? Yeah, and I was shocked at how many self-identified Christians were confused. And I, I do understand there's a part of people that have been indoctrinated to just accept whatever Western medicine offers as an explanation for things like this. So they take it out of the realm of spiritual and they just accept what doctors say. And they do that with their health. That's a whole other program. We're talking about the three-book anthology, brand new from Defender Publishing, The Mystery of Jesus from Genesis to Revelation. And I want to show you in just a moment how you guys can take advantage of a special opportunity to get all three of these books, along with some free gifts that may help you during the holidays, have something to pass on to someone else if you're dealing with financial strain. Watch this. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, Donna Howell, Dr. Thomas Horn, and Allie Anderson team up to bring you their magnum opus. Introducing the brand new three-volume anthology from Defender Publishing, The Mystery of Jesus from Genesis to Revelation. This new collection is being described by those closest to Dr. Thomas Horn as the most important body of legacy work he's ever written. And it's being offered right now in Skywatch TV's largest giveaway of the year. Skywatch TV is proud to announce The Mystery of Jesus Grand Giveaway. Volume 1 of The Mystery of Jesus from Genesis to Revelation begins in the Old Testament and reveals multiple ways that Jesus made personal appearances on earth called Christophanies prior to his birth through the Virgin Mary. The many links between Mount Sinai, the day of Pentecost, and the ascension from astounding but largely hidden revelations in the original Hebrew and Greek. How the words of the prophets regarding the someday Messiah preceded a 400-year season of silence and anticipation that led to disastrously incorrect interpretations of who he would be when he arrived, and so much more. Volume 2 begins in the New Testament and demonstrates what social and political events transpired during the intertestamental period that led to a movement of numerous false messiahs whose military pursuits splintered the Jews into various disjointed sects, each with their own misguided documented messianic expectations. How extra-biblical and apocryphal books written around the time of Jesus give fresh insight on New Testament characters, their true identity and reputation, and how that affects proper biblical interpretation, the real and largely misunderstood purpose of Christ's ministry years on earth and why there is an apparent deficit of miraculous manifestations in our day. And we're barely scratching the surface. Then Volume 3 moves directly to the apocalypse where you'll learn clear-cut, comprehensible explanations behind even the most enigmatic and hard-to-understand symbols in Revelation that anyone can read and understand. How Jesus, present and active in all 66 books of the Bible, makes His grand and final entrance in shining glory to welcome into the New Jerusalem all who receive the free gift of salvation. And we're just getting started. Presented in three brand new volumes, The Mystery of Jesus from Genesis to Revelation is organized in a way that is guaranteed to fascinate and boggle the minds of everyone. From seasoned scholars to new believers, this is the life of Christ illuminated like you've never experienced before. 
When you order this incredible collection, you'll also receive the new Best of Defender Publishing ebook collection on DataDisc. Now, for the first time, this must-have assortment features 120 of the most information-packed best-selling books in Defender history, including the never-before-digitally-released version of the Defender Family Bible, featuring Old and New Testament with expanded apocrypha. These full-length works are in popular ebook formats, so you can read them on Kindle, EPUB, PDF, and other handheld electronic devices. Give this collection as the ultimate gift to somebody you know this holiday season, or take them with you wherever you go. Valued at over $2,000 all by itself. But that's not all. With the holidays just around the corner, now's your chance to save big and receive bonus merchandise. As included in the Mystery of Jesus Grand Giveaway are any number of brand new super quality overstock gift books, DVDs, or audio sets to add to your library or give away as gifts this coming holiday season. Sold separately, these items hold a retail value of over $2,000. Yours now for your donation of only $35 plus shipping and handling. This is the largest giveaway of the year, just in time for the holiday gift giving season and is available only while supplies last. So don't delay. The Mystery of Jesus Grand Giveaway. Available now at skywatchtvstore.com. Order now or call 1-844-750-4985. Man, oh man, it's going too fast. Mm -hmm. It's going too fast. I can't believe we're in the midst of week six and we're almost out of time. Ladies and gentlemen, we continue the last installation of what has been a fascinating series on the mystery of Jesus from Genesis to Revelation, the three new book anthology from Defender Publishing by Donna Howell, Dr. Thomas Horn, and Allie Anderson. With just a few minutes left, though, Allie, before we get too deep into the book of Revelation, let's go back to the beginning and connect all of this. When man fell in sin, we all know what happened to man, but what happened to God? That's something that we never talk about. We talk about man fell, and now he's got this, you know, fallen nature that is inherited by all mankind. And nobody really stops to think about the fact that God created a perfect setting and then put a man and a woman in this setting. And Really, the initial desire was communion and relationship. Everything we needed was there. And the truth is that we broke God's heart. And God could have responded with anger. He yeah. could have walked away for a little while and then came back and said, okay, here's what I'm going to do. He immediately responded with grace. He immediately responded with a plan. And that plan has to do with Jesus coming in the flesh to this realm to make atonement and permanent removal of our sins so that we can be restored into that place with God in heaven yeah. when it's all perfect again the way that it's supposed to be and our bodies are perfect and our minds are perfect again and everything's the way it's supposed to be. But so many people don't realize because God is the highest spirit being and because mankind is stuck in a human body and we're in this fleshly realm, when we were in our perfect state, we were only ever supposed to give God everything we ever could. And so when that sinful nature tainted what we were and, and tainted our spiritual uh, consistency, basically, mm -hmm. what happened was a deficiency was created that means that even at our very, very, very best perfect, it's never enough now to bridge that gap between us and God because God cannot exist with sin. And so what had to happen is a price had to be paid to God by a creature as good as God, which is only God, Mm -hmm. But it had to be done in this realm 
of flesh where the sin occurred. So God had to come in the flesh and pay a price here that could then be taken into the spirit realm and paid back to God. And that's how Jesus paid the debt we owe. And that's the immediate plan that God and Jesus came up with when man totally blew it in the garden. And that's salvation. And it's available to anybody. All we have to do is acknowledge that we need him and ask him to be our savior. It's really very simple. It's all about salvation. His love is unimaginable. We can't even comprehend it. Tom, I want to switch gears with just a few minutes left. In the book of Revelation, 921 specifically, it talks about a future time. It says, the world repented not of their sorcery. And we had talked about the return of sorcery and things like magic, you know, a few weeks ago, and then talked about the New Testament, where we might be seeing miracles again and things like this, and why we're not seeing miracles like we used to, you know, in the Mm -hmm. year 2022. But do you think that the world might actually be returning to powers of wicked sorcery in the near future? Uh, They're absolutely racing into it right now. And in fact, that's uh, the core of my current virtual conference presentation that's playing, uh, streaming on TV right now. I take off with Daniel, again, Daniel prophesying in Daniel 8.23 and saying, when the transgressors, and the Hebrew here literally refers to like street rioters, when these rioters, these rebels and and, uh, revelers are come to the full, They're going to reach a certain point. They're going to come to the full. Then a king of fierce countenance and understanding dark sentences is going to stand up. So it is a trigger moment that when you see the people in the streets like they are right now, and it's growing, by the way, you know, the revelers on the streets, that could be the thing that leads to what Ali was talking about earlier, the world crying out for salvation, for a savior, somebody to fix all of this stuff, right? Now, these transgressors, these street people, are connected to invoking what are called egregores, which is Greek for watchers. If you study the French Revolution, the historians then said it appears that the French Revolution came under the manipulation of an egregore. Their own historians wrote that, uh, Greek for watcher, uh, that was feeding off of their their memes and the, all the stuff that you're seeing right now today yeah. that becomes viral. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're a misogynist, white hater of everything, you know, whatever their whole, you know, line is, guys like Sean Hannity can just recite each of these things over and over and over and over. Pretty soon, though, it starts catching on. And what the historians of the French Revolution said uh, was that that is what inflamed the anti-God passions of that era, and tens of thousands of people wound up being beheaded. What you're describing, Tom, sounds very plausible to me, and I don't want to be apocalyptic and I don't want to set dates, but if you look at what's happening in the world right now, if something does not give very soon, we, we are headed for some seriously ugly situations, and, mm-hmm. and it all sounds very plausible, religions turning on religions and so forth. Yeah, but you know what? Right in the middle of all of this bad news and all of this... There will be 144,000 men marked with the seal of God who are going to absolutely pronouncedly take over the scene in those end days. And we are looking at the largest revival in human history. Let me tell you how I know that, okay? So the identity of the 144,000 people, okay? We do know that they're Jews, Messianic Jews to be more precise. When we look at who these people are, first of all, there's two key verses here. Again, outside of Revelation, we find this key. 
1 Corinthians 15.8 talks about the unusual manner in which Paul became an apostle, right? A messianic Jew, but a leader among them. Philippians 3.5, Paul states that he was circumcised on the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law of Pharisee. When you look at what's actually being referred to in this verse, they are saying that he is the representative of all messianic Jews from the church era forward. If that's true, then 144,000 Messianic Jews can be, especially in light of the persecution in the latter days, seen as 144,000 mini Pauls. Let me pull you into this scene with an excerpt from the book. We'll close with this. Imagine people of the world, they will be there in the future when all hell literally breaks loose on the earth, damned and without hope, lost in the snares and the serpent's seed, feeling the demoralizing internal weight of a religious faith built upon the promiscuous seduction of the whore of Babylon. That's false religion. Whatever technology in operation at that time, television, internet, devices, etc., will assail their every moment with news of what the Antichrist is up to. Pictures of him shaking hands with foreign politicians will flood public walls, transportation hives, universities, apostate church buildings, and any other place imagination can devise. Because we are all made in the image of God, right? These end time sinners too will be made in that image and have the smallest inkling in their discerning spirits that something isn't right about this 10 coalition leader. Something about that smile creeps them out and makes the hair on their arms stand erect. His foreign policies and worship demands to look a little too close to what that book called Rev Something by a guy on an island somewhere predicted this Superman to be a grand deceiver. Their great-grandma so-and-so said some revealing things about something she called the man of sin when she died back in the day that looks too similar to this world savior. They will watch his speeches delivered with intensely good looks and unparalleled articulation and everything he says makes sense, drawing them back into his plan. He will outshine every human mega hero who has ever lived in this sheer volume of his world-dominating power will attest to every word that falls out of his mouth, reinstating the faith of the masses, but something is going to feel off about him that some cannot completely ever shake. The invisible but vile smoke of hell swirling about his presence as he speaks with the tongue of demons challenges his authority for those with eyes to see in the latter days. Many will silence that internal voice as is clear in the word, but some will not, as is obvious by the ministry of this army of 144,000 who bear the mark of God. So, as they watch the destruction of the world crumbling around them and feel just the beginning seed of doubt in their beloved Antichrist, in walks, wait for it. 144,000 Pauls (laughs) marked with the apostolic boldness of God himself carrying the only message that saves anointed by the Holy Spirit preaching in the streets at the craving for holiness and love so unmatched that they will be willing to go to any length to preach the gospel just like our God-fearing kick the devil where it hurts apostle behold the power of God in the faces of the grandest manifestation of satanic forces in the history of the world total knockout TKO game set match then Jesus that's how the book ends that's how the book ends Ladies and gentlemen, we've been talking about the three-book anthology, brand new from Defender Publishing, The Mystery of Jesus from Genesis to Revelation. Watching the six-part series is simply not enough. Mm. 
please take advantage of the special offer we're putting out there, the largest giveaway of the year. Make sure that your library is not without this. Once again, for Miss Donna Howell. <laughs> Dr. Thomas Horn. Yeah. Allie Anderson. Yeah. I'm Joe Horn. Keep your eyes on the prize, which is Jesus Christ. We'll be back. <laughs>